Take your Bibles this morning, please, and turn to 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. The verse that we're going to work on over the next several weeks ends this way. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, Peter has repeated himself by giving that as a benediction for elect exiles. Here in 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning with the end of verse 11, we read this. That in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Our text this morning helps us understand how we can glorify God. And we're going to work very quickly through verses 12 through 19 and understand how God has given to us the recognition that it's okay to suffer, and when we suffer, we can give glory to God. Now, before we read this text, I want to point something out to you. I want you to mark in your Bibles, in verse 13, the word glory. I want you to mark in your Bibles the word glory in verse 14. And in verse 16, I want you to mark in your Bibles the word glorify. Peter wants us to understand that our purpose in life is to bring glory to God, to glorify Him who has given us all things in Jesus Christ. Now, I'm here to tell you this morning that for elect exiles, that's easier said than done. You and I who are on this journey, who recognize that this world is not our home, who understand that there's something better reserved for us in heaven, know that we are to bring glory to God. But that's easier said than done. So I want to give you some principles this morning that will help us give Glory to God. Let me read the text so that we have a background for what Peter is going to challenge us with. Verse 12, 1 Peter chapter 4. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share in Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a meddler. Yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian... Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for the judgment to begin at the household of God, and if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. 
how can we bring glory to God? How can we give God the glory even in the midst of suffering? Well, Peter gives us foundational principles here. And the first principle is this. Get ready for suffering. In verse 12, he says, think it not strange. Don't be surprised when the fiery trial comes upon you to test you as though it were something unexpected in your life. Jesus said, in the world, we're going to have tribulation. But he completed that verse in John's gospel by saying, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Now, a lot of times we think that as believers, God's got it all covered, and he does. But we must understand that there is no temptation taken us, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, amen? Say that with me, God is faithful. God is faithful. One more time. God is faithful. So get ready for suffering because it's going to happen in your life and it's going to happen in my life. And don't think it's a strange thing that we as Christians suffer. Now, I need to remind you that suffering comes from a couple of different ways. Number one, it comes from the world. We've studied that in 1 Peter. And we have studied how the world does not understand who we are. And we have studied how the world, and Satan himself sometimes, wants to discourage us and disrupt us and disqualify us, we would think. It comes from the world, but sometimes... It comes from God. Earlier this morning, I talked about being challenged and changed and conformed to the character of Christ. How does God take off the rough spots in your life? Sometimes it's through suffering. Sometimes it's that sanding that polishes us well for his glory. It's okay. Don't think it's something unusual. Because the reality is, that if you are expecting trials, if you are not experiencing trials, here we go, Kathy. There we go. If you are experiencing trials, you're not part of the, you're part of the rule, not part of the exception. <laughs> Recognize that God may well be taking us through it, and we can give glory to God. Not only should we understand that we need to get ready to be tested, we need to let the glory of God be revealed in our lives. Peter says, but rejoice insofar as you share in Christ's suffering that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. This is where the world struggles, isn't it? When something bad happens, the world says, well, where was God? If he's such a loving God, why did this happen? There was a tragedy that took place in New York City. Innocent people died. And the question of the world is, where was God? Why didn't he stop that thing? You and I who know God through his son, Jesus Christ, understanding that God is right where he always was. 
And you and I understand that God has a purpose. And for those of us who are his children, part of his family, that purpose is to glorify him even when we go through so that the glory of God may be revealed in our lives. The world takes more notice of you when things are tough than when they're good. When things are good, they just think, well, that's the way it always is. Anybody can live righteously when things are good. But where the rubber meets the road in our lives is when we start to struggle. When we experience suffering when life's not fair or seemingly so but those are the times that we can give glory to God because God is perfecting us and revealing himself through his son in us may I remind you of what Peter said over in chapter 2 turn there First Peter chapter 2 Verse 21, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you might follow in his steps. Why? So that the glory of God may be revealed in us. And the truth is, when we suffer, we get to be like Jesus. It's easy to sing, isn't it? To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, my desire to be like him. How about when 1 Peter 2.21 takes place? And when it does take place, the glory of God can be revealed in our lives. Amen? Isn't that what we're after? That to him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. I think it interesting that verse 14 starts with a little two-letter word. What is that two-letter word? Some of you, what is it? If, okay? If. And what does Peter tell us? If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and God rests upon you. You see, if we suffer because we are God's children, there's something special that takes place. Wasn't that what Jesus said in his Sermon on the Mount? In Matthew chapter 5, he said, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. If you suffer as a Christian, it's even better. If we suffer for the cause of Christ, there is something that is special in our lives. 
And oppression can be a blessing because the Spirit of God rests upon you. Now, let's think about that for a moment. As believers, God's Spirit indwells us, correct? And He has a number of functions. He has sealed us under the day of redemption. He brings all things to our remembrance. He teaches us all things. He convicts us. But we can quench him. And we can push him aside. But if we suffer as a Christian, it's his spirit that takes us right through it. His spirit is revealed in us, and that's when it's precious. We have a wonderful family here at Calvary Baptist Church, and I am so thankful for them. But you know when the family really comes to light? It's when somebody's going through it. Isn't that right, Jerry? And I could name many of you seated in this worship center this morning who have experienced the wonder of the family of God coming around you and strengthening you and encouraging you and loving on you a bit. And we usually get opportunity to do that when somebody's going through it. I mean, when things are okie dokie, We have others to focus on, right? The same is true with God. When we're going through it, when we are oppressed, when we suffer, it's God's Spirit who wraps Himself around us. Now, I only remind you that the Spirit is the paracletus, the comforter, We spend a lot of time in our house, in our lower, lower level. For some of you, that's our basement. That's where we live most of the time. In our lower level, we have a ventless fireplace that, that heats it. But I'm cheap. And so I always don't turn it on or don't always turn it on always don't don't always you understand so Connie will come down and she'll say Tom can I have that blanket over there when that happens I know a couple of things I know she's cold and I know I got to do something Either I turn on the fireplace or I get her the blanket. Doing both's an option? I'll have to remember that. But she'll get it and she'll take this thing and she'll just wrap it around her. She gets the lazy boy. I get the couch. just wraps it around her, brings it up to here, you know. 
That's what God does for us. He just figuratively wraps his arm around us, and it's his spirit who is revealed in us to encourage us and minister to us and take us through it, and it's okay. We need to understand that oppression can be a blessing because it allows us to recognize God working in our lives. And there's nothing better than that. God is good. And all the time, God is good. But Peter does say there's something about suffering the right way for the right kind of things. Verse 15, but let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. Now, we understand murder's wrong, right? Anybody here doesn't understand that? We understand that stealing is wrong, right? We understand that doing evil is wrong. But then he throws in this meddler stuff. Meddler is a busybody. Somebody who wants to correct everybody else's life. Somebody who, who says, I know just what you need and this is it. somebody who may have good intentions but who is looking at everybody else rather than looking at themselves. Now I don't want to spend a lot of time here because I'd quit preaching and start meddling but I do want us to know this that from God's perspective getting involved in somebody else's life in such a way that it is only meant to correct them without loving them to the truth is just as bad as murder and thievery and evil doing. So if we're going to suffer, let's suffer for the right kinds of things. If you suffer, it's a murderer, you deserve to suffer. Suffer as a thief, you deserve to suffer. If you suffer for an evildoer, you deserve to suffer. If you're meddling, you deserve to suffer. But if you suffer for the right kind of things, don't be ashamed. Verse 16. If anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. Today, we throw out the word Christian pretty easily, don't we? In the past, we have said this is a Christian nation. Somebody might see you do a good work and say, that's the Christian thing to do. Uh, we look around and we see a lot of people who 
are good people and we say, boy, they're Christians. In the New Testament time, it wasn't used quite so flippantly and easily. In the New Testament time, there was emperor worship. And the emperor at that point was, was Caesar. And Caesar had people worship him as a god for two purposes. It gave obedience to the empire. And it also brought everybody within the empire together because they were worshiping Caesar. Now we have a group of folks who recognize there's a different God, that Jesus is the Messiah. And they're no longer worshiping Caesar. They're worshiping Christos, Christ. And it's interesting in the Greek language that Caesar and Christos are very, very similar. And now those who are no longer worshiping the emperor are standing out in the culture and are persecuted many times. I think it's interesting as you read your New Testament, the word Christian is only used three times in the New Testament Scripture. Twice in the book of Acts. Once in Antioch, the, the believers of Antioch were first called Christians. Agrippa said to Paul as he's giving him his testimony, you almost persuade me to be a Christian, which, which is significant understanding that Agrippa was part of Caesar worship. And then here in 1 Peter, Christians, ones of Christ. If you suffer as a Christian, you have nothing to be ashamed of because it is for the cause of Christ. Amen? It's okay. We don't have any reason to be ashamed. Paul put it this way in Romans. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God and salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. I'll tell the world that I'm a Christian. I'm not ashamed his name to bear. I'll tell the world that I'm a Christian. And he'll go with me anywhere. How can we glorify God? We can stand up and say, I am not ashamed because I'm a Christian. Two more ways to glorify God. We need to recognize that the time for judgment is at hand. That's what Peter says, right? Verse 17, for it is the time for judgment to be given at the household of God, and it begins with us. Yep. We won't take time this morning, but we could go to Hebrews chapter 12. And there we could discover how God disciplines his, his people. And he disciplines them so that they might yield the fruit of righteousness. That's an outcome. That, that's why it happens. 
And God works in our lives to take off the pointy things, the sharpness, and conform us to the character of His Son. And then Peter says, what's going to happen to the ungodly people? You know, you ever get discouraged when it seems like only godly people suffer? I mean, it seems in our world that wrong is now called right. White is no longer defined well. But Peter says here, the outcome for those of the gospel will be that they will not be saved. Now, verse 18, if the righteous are scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Sad part is they will face an eternity without Christ. So, we need to yield ourselves to a faithful God. Therefore, verse 19. Why is it therefore? That's right. Find out what it's there for. It is there because we have a God who has all things in control. Therefore, But those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. The word entrust, there's a banking term. Has the idea of making a secure deposit. FDCI insured. No, this is God insured. And we can trust him. Andre Crouch once said in one of his songs, if I'd never had a problem, I'd never know that he could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. Trials are a prerequisite for Christ-likeness. Martin Luther wrote a great hymn. How firm a foundation these saints have laid. But I like the other stanzas of that hymn. Will you read them with me this morning? When through fiery trials thy pathway shall lie, my grace all sufficient shall be thy supply. The flame shall not hurt thee, I only design thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine. Fear not, I am with thee. Oh, be not dismayed, for I am thy God and will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand upheld by my righteous omnipotent hand. Charles Swindoll in his book on 1 Peter, entitled 
Hope again. Writes this prayer. Father, I pray today especially for those who find themselves in a dark place, who see no light on the horizon, who feel the hot blast from fiery trials with no relief in sight. Change this painful place into their hiding place where you are near, where you are real. Use this particular time to minister in a very special way to those chosen ones whom you are testing to prove their faith. Calm their fears. Quiet their spirits. Remind them that the trials are essential if we hope to become like 